the occupied territories since 2014, they did sharing just for fun. For them, just boring. And as we know, this uh, special forces Wagner, they just killing machines. They do it for just uh, for just death. And as Ukrainians, as uh, freedom living and peaceful nation, for the Russians is just fun to disrupt its happiness, disrupt its um, peaceful time. So they just love to do it. And just in regular conversations, they trying to um, offend Ukrainians because they hate us. So it's not going to stop. Russia should be demilitarized, denazified, and completely shut off from this any uh, weapons and any ability to kill anyone in the in the world because it's not about just Ukrainians. They gonna go far, far if they uh, if gonna someone let them. But Ukrainians is resisting. So thank you. I agree. I think they'll uh, keep shelling uh, villages on the border. You know, as you said, for fun uh, until it's clear that. Uh, whoever sh they shell will shell back and they, they won't miss uh, like Russia does. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go to J.A.J. Palmer. Uh, they've been trying to get up for a while. Then we'll go to Knockers and Linda. Uh, Palmer, go ahead. Yeah, hello. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Hi. Um, I totally agree with the last comment. And the thing is, it, this has got to be about accountability. Um, so let's look ahead to when this is over. Ukraine has reinstated its original borders. R Russia has to be held to account. Um, it can't be allowed to continue to shell from its own borders. It has to be demutarialized. I can't say the word properly. Um, and it has to be held to account by the world. I recently saw a picture of a girl, girl's body in the rubble. Um, I can't exactly remember which attack it was, but it's a six-year-old Ukrainian girl. And it can't be allowed to go unpunished um you know it, it it has to be stopped it has to be stopped by whatever means and it looks like the only absolutely couldn't agree more uh we'll go to uh slava first unless uh slava do you have something you want to add to that uh yes uh, i would like to add uh, one some important uh, details uh we know that uh, these russians regular russians soldiers any occupiers they do not take responsibility for what they do. They always uh, putting their finger to someone else, to the Putin, to the this Duma, to some politician. Uh, what I hearing from the Russians, regular Russian, they saying, "Oh, we're not going into politics. I'm not going to be talking about the politics, but still, still supporting totally Putin." So you should understand that. They do not want to take responsibility for this war, but they really easy to move to Ukraine and live in this apartment, Ukrainian apartment. So this is how this they look, uh, how they really operate in their minds. So they like uh, we are not uh, we are not to blame for this war for this killing, but we are deserving to live in your home. So thank you. I agree. I think it's they seem to have like sort of two operating modes. Either they feel like they're in control of the situation and they're going to be as sadistic and oppressive and brutal as possible, or they feel like 
you know, you, you have more power than them. And then they sort of cower and they, they play the victim basically. Uh, that seems to be the two, the two situations. And I guess, you know, if we, if we have to pick one, we pick the second, I feel like they're the victim. Uh, fine by me. Uh, okay. So we'll go to uh, knockers and then Linda uh, knockers. Go ahead. Hi there. Um, I was just looking at the news and I spotted something that I just wanted to query. Uh, Indonesia's president says he has delivered a message to Vladimir Putin from Zelensky. Now, I don't know if we know anything more about that. I was just a bit curious. Um, I think it's something to do with trying to start up talks, but I don't know. I, I can imagine there might be a few choice words in that letter. So, uh, weirdly, in another life, I, I lived in Indonesia for a little while. I lived in a, a little town called Jakarta. It's uh, kind of near Jakarta, so it's on, on the island of Java. Uh, my impression of Indonesians is uh, that they have kind of a broad understanding of this war or the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, I don't, basically, their intellectual class and their kind of social media has given them a Russian-centric perspective, or at the very least, they feel like this is a fight between America and Russia, and like Ukraine's just kind of a piece of land, and like why why can't they, you know, the U.S. and Russia just work something out over this piece of land? That seems to be kind of their general attitude looking at their media, and I think that was kind of the attitude that um, Jokowi or Joko Widodo, their president, kind of took into Ukraine. As far as I understand, Ukraine has officially denied that any statement was brought to Putin. And I mean, that's that is probably correct, because I can't think of anything that like President Zelensky would want to say to Putin through the president of Indonesia. Um, one thing that's all about positive that did come out of the visit is all about the G20. Right. Yeah, thank you, Axel. Axel might have something to say about that. And so for Indonesia is hosting the G20, right? And yeah, the the um, uh, I'm sure Axel will have maybe a little bit more to say about this, and uh, I'll give give him a, a floor space. But uh, one one positive thing is there is a visa free Ukraine now, in my understanding, as a result of uh, uh, the the visit. But uh, Axel, sorry if if you had anything else you wanted to add about the uh, recent visit of the Indonesian delegation to uh, Kiev. We'll leave it at that. G G twenty. Uh, keep keep the G twenty, the upcoming G twenty in mind. Axel says, and I think he's absolutely right. Uh, Linda, go ahead. Hi. Um. I uh when the gentleman was just uh talking a few minutes ago, um, he mentioned that um, it appears that well, I'm sure from his perspective, much more than appears, um, the um, the Russians fighting and um, escalating, being more angry. Um, this strikes me as a form of narcissistic rage. Um, and I'm one, next time Tom Zimbardo is in the room, and I'll try to remember the, this as well, um, I, I think it, it may or may not be useful to perhaps talk about um, either group narcissistic rage, if there is such a thing, or societal or cultural narcissistic rage and how they may play out um is you know in a in a society or in a group um juxtaposed to how it plays out in uh, individuals um because i in my mind that's what i'm perceiving and um it and it doesn't end well other other than the aggressor is uh totally disabled 
um, from doing that, uh, however, you know, whatever form that takes. And I guess, and, and so from there, then uh, I guess I'll just reiterate, and um, several people here in the room probably already know this, but I just, just to reiterate again, the whole topic of negotiation to me is absolutely silly. You don't, you don't negotiate with a hostage taker. You don't negotiate with a domestic abuser. You don't negotiate, you know, with genocidal maniacs, etc. You just don't. You, they need to be stopped. And so anytime that the word negotiation needs to be um, thought of, it needs to be, in my mind, in terms of negotiated terms uh, with regard to total surrender. In other words, you know, what is the agreement when they when Russia surrenders its war on Ukraine? What is the agreement of their total surrender? Um, I think that's the only kind of negotiation that is at all feasible going forward or logical or ethical on any of those grounds. Um, and yeah, Russia needs to be totally defeated and there needs they need to surrender period, whatever that takes. So, okay, that's my two cents, and uh, I'll go back down to listening again. So my heart goes out to New Ukraine, and I'm um, calling my reps every day. All right. Thank, thank you, Linda. I'll, uh, I'll send Tom uh, uh, your, your uh, – uh, we'll, we'll give Tom uh, you, what you said, uh, and maybe it will, he'll reflect or if we see him uh, in, in the next couple of days. Uh, thanks. Slava, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Uh, yes. I was talking about an- anger. And I was talking about anger of Ukrainians. So uh, to explain more that Ukrainians, just for example, for for me, uh, I was living happy, let's say, life uh, before 2014. Like was nothing, nothing was uh, happening bad in Ukraine. So Ukrainians was happy, peaceful people, just living their life, uh, living their, their way trying to build uh, their life, building his ho- their home, great peace around themselves. But when the war started, um, Ukrainians got angry. So what uh, even today, when the Russians striking uh, this with terrorist uh, shooting, uh, just killing people, uh, not on military buildings, just uh, uh, um, marketplaces, uh, trade centers, uh, they f- uh, f- uh, trying to make a fear, make fear in Ukrainians. But what they doing instead? Ukrainians getting even more uh, and getting angry, which is not uh, uh, normal for Ukrainians. Ukrainians are happy. They peace loving, freedom loving people. They they not angry. Russians are angry, angry on everyone every day. They lived in this uh, ecosystem, Russian. But Ukrainians, Ukrainians are happy, and when they trying to make fear in the Ukrainians, in this uh, senseless death, killings, uh, Ukrainians just getting angry. I just for myself when I read this news, how many dead, how many just destroyed, and when just uh, Russians, uh, poor Russians moving to Ukraine just to experience toilet in first first in his life. For me, it's making me angry. It's not making me uh, 
fearful for life that uh, they're gonna strike it i should uh, go on no no it's uh, go, going against the russians we are switching to ukraine switching to ukraine language a lot of the russian speaking speakers moving switching to the ukrainian language um we are not loving now uh, ukrainians we tolerated russians uh, we are absolutely tolerated as i said before a lot of the russian stars uh, made concert in the ukraine a lot of this uh, say let's say exchange was happening a lot of the uh, russians try to teach ukrainians how to live but they always trying to push this imperialistic way of the living like uh, Ukrainians, you don't know what is best for you. You, we do, why are you trying to elect some? Why are you always try to elect some? But they never try to elect. Uh, they have this tsar and that's it. So when I say in Ukrainians, in, uh, Ukrainians getting angry because of this death. And they know we're not going to give up. Thank you. Yeah, I think... Uh... I would have to agree that you guys have been pretty pretty patient with Russia uh, for for a long time, and I think I think that that time has come to an end, and I think we're seeing the the result of uh, the end of that patience uh, yes, on the it, battlefield. Uh, and we saying that's it. We're gonna start, gonna push visa. We're not gonna uh, clear every Russian who comes into Ukraine because uh, just to give more you glimpse in the Ukraine, what's happening in Ukrainian informational space. Um, let's say I watch Sternenko and he's just showing how, how much uh, Russians uh, who flee Russia. Now, uh, in the past, they was pro-Russian, how Ukraine was bad. But now they sit in the Kiev uh, drinking coffee prepared for for you uh, prepared by ukrainians and they now teach us uh, freedom slaves come into ukraine to teach uh, free ukrainians how to be free it's nonsense there are a lot of this gonna be stopped and we are watching it we are seeing it and we remember every name because no russians gonna teach ukrainians how to be free thank you and, you know, Russians have a word, svoboda, but I think that it, yeah, the word they, freedom means a little thing, a little bit different to them. Don't no, you no, think or not? Absolutely. Uh, svoboda, and they have this word mir. It's like a peace, but mir of some mir. It's like a, a peace in this whole world. It's for, it's total nonsense. If they don't understand what this means. They absolutely uh, slogans, but they do not work. Mir, mir, uh, mir, but what they doing just uh, totally disrupting the peace uh, in this world. It, it's this war started totally disrupted the whole world. Oil prices, all this, uh, what happened in the uh, um, grains uh, in the um, uh, food shortage in the uh, Africa. It's all millions of refugees. Absolutely, absolutely. So this Russian mir, Russian peace. This is the result. Thank you. Absolutely, and yeah, just for our listening audience, mir means sort of world, sort of peace. Uh, I think it has one other sort of broad meaning, but yeah, it's a very broadly used Russian word. They use it for like their empire. Basically, they want this kind of. Uh, it, it's it's their. 
their backyard, their claim, you know, uh, Ukraine is supposedly part of their Russian world, uh, their Russian peace, you know, and uh, uh, I don't know, I remember seeing uh, maybe a, two months into the war, there was like a children's uh, contest and they said, you know, the, what is the word peace? Draw the word peace. Yes, remember. Bombs and, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely uh, the, the, the meanings of these words in, in Russian uh, are, are being and have been in the past uh, very perverted. Uh, but uh, we've had someone, on a, a speaker, Paul, who's been waiting for a while, so I'll let him go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. He doesn't have his hand up, so he might not uh, have anything to say. Paul, I'll give you one more shot there. Uh, you're on mute, buddy. If you want to get off mute, uh, you have anything to say? Paul? Oh, he, he pressed his mute button. I think he's trying. Paul, you, you there? Yeah, I didn't intend to speak. Sorry, I'm just listening, so I'm not sure how um, I can. Oh, no worries. Yeah, up. yeah. Sorry. It happens. No problem. Okay. Uh, you can just go back down to listener if you want, or uh, you can yeah. stay up here anyway. Thank you. Axel, are you coming Are you coming back? I'm scared. Have I become Doman, Axel? Is that what happened? Was I always Doman? Is this like a fight club where I like realize I was Doman the whole time? Where is Doman? Anyway, uh, Slava, thank you so much for uh, uh, hanging out with me. This is like my first time hosting. And, uh, you know, Operator Starsky came, and uh, you've been hanging out with me. It's been great. It's uh, It's been a real treat to have two uh, prominent Ukrainians <laughs> to hang out with on my first uh, my first hosting gig. Oh, Joseph, I'm not prominent. I absolutely no one. So thank you for the words, but uh, I'm just regular Ukrainian. So thank you. Don't sell yourself short, buddy. You're you're a, a good friend of the show, and uh, doing me a real favor by not leaving me up here for for four hours. Going, if anyone's got any questions about Ukraine, she whiz. Okay, we got another request. Let's see who it is. It's probably Axe. It's not Axe. We'll get up here. Uh, okay, so we've got Knockers and Sojo. Uh, they're both connecting. It looks like Sojo's up first because she's uh, put thrown her hand up first. So, so I'm going to count that. Sojo, go ahead. Uh, hello, Joseph. Uh, uh, Slava, you claim me uh, to Slava. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I, I just kind of came up to um, to 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 f- f- fill the space out a little bit. I, I've I've um, uh, I've been uh, very busy since I woke up this morning, and I haven't had time to catch up on the news. Have there been any um, uh, further developments or further news? Um, I know that when I when I went to bed, the last I'd heard was the hit uh, in um, Odessa or Blast um, on the apartment building and and somewhere else. Uh, were there any the further? I'm sorry. And the resort. That's right, the resort. Yes, yes. Uh, the, were there any further uh, developments uh, last night whilst I was sleeping? Well, you know, I've been a hostin', uh, so I think I'm going to let Imperius go in one second, because I think he's probably got some updates for us, but I'm going to let Knockers go ahead first. Go ahead. Hello. I was only going to say you're doing a great job, and uh, Doman is probably having a very, very well-deserved rest. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Thanks a lot. And yeah, I think Doman deserves a rest. He's, he's, uh, he, he works really hard. Uh, okay, uh, go ahead, Imperius. Yeah. I don't actually have an update uh, just of yet, but uh, I did have a comment about uh, the Ruski Mir that we were just talking about. I'll take it. I'll take it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So um, Russia has, has always had this, you know, sort of um, pretension uh, to, to the legacy of Rome, right? Uh, the Roman Empire. And uh, like a, a lot of it 
uh, is is tied up with the the, the sort of the way Putin and and the Kremlin is selling itself as you know the, the sort of defenders of of the Christian faith or or whatever, right? Um, but like basically, there's just this really convoluted line of of dissent where they're just making up you know excuses to to claim legitimacy um, and and historical uh, sort of relevance the same way they you know steal uh the kievan ruse uh from ukraine and but however there is uh one of my uh favorite uh sort of contemporary roman sources is one of the only non-roman sources that describes the behavior of the romans as it was seen by uh their neighbors and i think it's pretty applicable here because uh the quote is they make a desert and call it peace excellent quote what that Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing that, Imperius. That's excellent. Very applicable. Has Joseph fallen asleep now? <laughs> no, I'm awake. I mean, yeah, it's it's cer- certainly applicable. Uh, the the Ruski mirror is uh, uh, just just the idea of it involves the subjugation of like a lot a lot a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, mi- millions and millions of people that have gotten their independent have become independent countries uh since the end of the Cold War. Uh it's it's a really uh dangerous idea and uh, a lot more people should probably be aware of it. It's it's uh it's I I wouldn't say that this thing that there's a lot of different things that drive this, but if there is if there is an ideology behind this cynical Russian settler colonialism, I guess it's that. It's like this idea that they have their own world and it's better than everyone else's world because it's more spiritual and more like more in tune with nature. I think that's kind of like what they f- feel about themselves. They're in tune with nature and they're more spiritual and you know, they're the white the saviors of the white race and like you know, it's all that's what freedom really is. You know, that's kind of their their ideological belief, I guess. But, you know, it's a lot more cynical than that. Uh, I, I don't think they really um, I don't know, like, I don't I don't think that it's this is deeply ideologically motivated. I think it's more opportunistic and greedy than that. Most anyway. As, uh, yeah. Go ahead. As, as my good friend uh, likes to say, ideology is for poor people. And I'm sure the Kremlin share that uh, view of things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, you know, you, this is something you'd want to tell everyone. It's like, you've got everything you need. You're you're, you're already free. What are you talking, you know, the, the, you've got, we've got all this land that, that makes you free. And, you know, the, the world needs us. Like, you know, the, the you're, you're important because if, if, you know, if we decide, then a bunch of people in Africa starve. Like that's, that's what makes us significant in the world. That's kind of that's kind of the operating logic. Yeah, I need to sort of add to that before I hand over to Slava. Um, like a, a lot of Russian national self-image is just you know built on 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 sort of their ability to do violence, right? Like the whole um, uh, they have that saying, uh, "We will do it again," right? And that's sort of referring to invading Berlin, even though Berlin at this point is uh, more or less kowtowing to them. But Slava. Slava Ukraini, Heroim Slava. And uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, for them, it's just words. They, they do not uh, understand it. For past 20 years, uh, this, they heard the slogans ever and ever again, again, again. But for younger people, for the younger Russians, they means nothing. They just repeating it. it. They don't understand it. 
maybe for past uh, maybe for past um, generation it means something but now it's totally garbage it's, it's absolutely i hear it when they say but for them it's just a bunch of words and they mean nothing for them and like this uh, all these russians they fighting for nothing in ukraine and they dying for nothing in ukraine and fighting for us. I understand they took some belongings, took some washing machine, but in total group bigger picture, they fighting for nothing and these slogans uh, does not work. They just repeating it and like a bunch of ships, they just repeating it. So just it, thank you. Yeah, I think like, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong about this, but I think Russia has, has like the lowest stipend for the their veterans of the great patriotic war of like any post-soviet country. there's probably a few post-soviet countries, but like it's definitely not the highest like most post-soviet countries take better care of their veterans than russia does and in spite of the fact that they, that's all they ever t- i mean they have parades about i don't know kind of boggles anyway uh we'll go to uh juha oh sorry slava go ahead you had something no no go to juha just one thing remember that i will uh, say later juha come come uh, go thank you yeah. Hi, Slava. Hi, Joseph. Uh, first of all, welcome to this <laughs> this space, and you're doing a good job. Keep up. <laughs> Keep it up. Uh, Thanks, well, Ian. <laughs> uh, well, what I've been thinking this uh, uh, this uh, agreement which Turkey, Finland, and Sweden made, uh, I think it was quite remarkable because it was uh, a uh, good attempt to offer uh, Erdogan also something what he can present in his own country as a victory. Well, he decided not to do so, but sort of uh, right after the, the paper, the ink wasn't dry yet, then he already started sort of uh, jeopardizing actually what was uh, what was agreed and, and made some additional demands. But anyway, uh, from the, those diplomats who and those people who negotiated the, this, this agreement, they, I think they did a magnificent job in, in getting uh, on paper something which all sides were able to present as victory. And uh, I've been thinking that for Russians it is awfully difficult to admit having lost. Uh, and uh, for example, now when the Snake Island was, was reoccupied, or not reoccupied, but, but when they were driven out from there, then uh, they say that, okay, they will retreat of, as a sign of goodwill. Ha ha. <laughs> so basically they, they can't say that, okay, we got the, the shit beaten out of us. We, we, we know we can't do it anymore. It's a defeat is impossible to uh, admit. And I've been thinking, would there be any means uh, without appeasing Russia uh, to uh, offer them some kind of uh, like... Um, off-ramp, or uh, that they would be able to present. Uh, uh, I don't. It's, it's been discussed a lot also in this space that uh, we should not humiliate Russia and so on. And I completely uh, understand that uh, you can drive this thought really too far in uh, also in the direction of appeasing Russia. Please, don't, we we must not uh, humiliate them. But I'm. I don't think this is a zero-sum game. Uh, I, I mean, we think. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Juha. It's, it's sort of like if we, you know, give them the pen, right? Like they can uh, agree uh, to a piece. I mean, like 
give them something that is just symbolic as a victory as opposed to something Ukraine actually wants. And that gives them at least something to take home and, uh, you know, please, please their domestic audience. Is that kind of your, what you're trying to say? Mike check. You're loud and clear. Okay. I think we lost you. So I guess, uh, I'll just go for my hot take on this. If I understood you has, uh, point correctly, I think, you know, Jew not wrong. Like it's, it's, um, it'd be easy to say like, no peace, humiliate Putin. Um, Certainly, I think if there's something we could give Putin that's purely symbolic that would help him in some way make peace with Ukraine, I think I'm pretty much in favor of giving it to him. But in terms of like actually approaching it as a strategy, like is there, can we give him this? Can we give him that? I don't know. Um, I think that probably we're better spent using our energy to contain Russia and sort of the attitude of like Putin will build his own off ramp, right? I've heard that quote of that the idea is that Putin can spend his energy trying to justify what's happening to his own audience. We don't have to spend our energy figuring out how to justify the reality to Putin's audience, right? I think that that might be the best way to put it, that like they kind of live in this house of mirrors and this hall of mirrors and uh, Putin's going to kind of, Putin controls that. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot we can do in terms of changing the Russian population's perceptions. Putin has more control over that than we do. So that's kind of like my take on it, but maybe uh, Slava or someone else has, uh, uh, if anyone wants to raise their hand and uh, speak to that point, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure, really. Um, I have a very different understanding of, of, of the situation than you have. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, when we've spoken uh, of the, when we've talked about these topics, as they have come up in the press with Macron um, et al. Uh, and their kind of and their statements, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there has been a consensus in here anyway that you know that there there are no off ramps. There, there's no there's no um, point, as you said yourself, in wasting time on trying to trying to think about, you know, how we can um, humiliate Putin um, the least possible. Um, Because really, basically, um, he's just going to do what he's going to do. If there are any deals made, he'll renege on them. A symbolic gesture, I don't know what that would be, really. Uh, Putin isn't an idiot. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a symbolic gesture would be without actually conceding something. So, um, yeah, he can make his own off ramps. I don't think we should uh, waste our time in thinking about it. And, you know, this this humiliating Putin. uh, I mean, he's humiliated himself. There's, you know... Absolutely. Yeah, I completely completely (laughs) agree. And that's the point that I'm not trying to avoid humiliating Putin. That's not the point. Mm. The point is just that is there any imaginable sort of uh, interpretation of of the uh, losing the war, which he would be able to sell as uh, some, for example, if he say, okay, we retreat from the area in interest of the global wheat catastrophe and and whatever you know that he would present be able to present him uh, towards his own people as some kind of a hero and because i am afraid that um, uh, that uh, russia it's it will be they would really have to be beaten so badly 
that it's I don't know if the resources are if the, if the, if it's if it's feasible option just to push 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 until uh, Russia admits a defeat. I think that's we have to wait a long time for that. That's what that was just my point. But I, okay, you might be right oh, that we, it's not our task to uh, find excuses which Putin would <laughs> present to his own people. That's his job. Okay, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand your point. Um, um, I'm not sure that there's anything at all that he could sell to the home audience as 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 a victory um the only real option he has is to say well you know that we were fighting against the whole of the western world we were fighting against all of nato plus several other countries so you know they were all against us uh, uh, and become even more um isolated and insular um in, in that way you know yeah he, he has uh, dug himself such a deep hole that it's very very difficult to come out from there if he would have restricted his rhetoric only to concern ukraine then there might be some option but now if he says that they are in war against nato then that's a deep hole if if then he must admit that they or would have to admit that they have uh, lost the the or not, not achieve the objectives objectives which they had in the war Right. Mm, mm. Well, it gives him a good excuse for all the losses, though, doesn't it? You know, it's it, it, you know, it's not as uh, in inverted commas hum- as humiliating as losing to Ukraine. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, that's a good point. That to some extent, right? We're seeing that there's claims of Polish mercenaries and these types of claims, like NATO's already clandestinely involved uh, to some degree. So I think that's we're seeing the the foundations of that narrative. Uh, sorry, go ahead, uh, Jim. No, I just read yesterday some some article. I don't know where. I just read the headline that uh, that Russia uh, might be, or it seems as Russia might be preparing their um, home audience to uh, accept some kind of uh, defeat. That there is some kind of rhetoric. On the other hand, there is a completely opposite rhetoric. Also, especially in the in the state television uh, regarding these all these nukes to London and whatever. And they are very escalatory uh, from their rhetoric, but uh, but uh, I, I just I have to find the article. They, there were some first signs. I, I interpret that as a first sign that the, that Russia might already start uh, have started to prepare the the home audience that uh, some that the the things don't go as planned. Actually, thank. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, so we'll go go to uh, Nina. Go ahead. Hi, Nina. Do you have something you want to say, Nina? You know, we can't hear you. Disconnect and connect again, Nina. I don't know if my initial rant was also cut off because I, after when I closed the mic, then I couldn't hear anyone anymore. But anyway, the, we have these problems occasionally. Yeah, I think we got like most of it, but uh, I think maybe 20% off. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll go to Esperanza until we get Nina back. Esperanza, go ahead. Uh, I think, uh, what well, I like the new host, by the way. <laughs> Um, uh, um, uh, I just like to uh, emphasize that I think this discussion is shifting a little bit wrong to the wrong way because the wrong direction because we we shouldn't uh, allow to fall in the same trap as uh, the war is not over yet and we're just thinking. Uh, um, uh, I, I mean, I like what you said. We we, we shouldn't be thinking about for Putin. Uh, we should be thinking for ourselves. And uh, the moment that we again allow this stock to come in uh, with some kind of victory, then we'll be having the same history repeating the, uh, repeating again itself. 
That means uh, um, uh, I just would like to draw your attention to the fact that uh, during a contest, uh, a geographical contest for for young kids, uh, Putin took uh, uh, the, the the winner. Uh, uh, he hugged him and he asked him a question: Where does the uh, um, uh, where does the Russian finish? I mean, what's the borders of Russia? And the guy, the small kid, just you know, tried to answer Putin's question on scene, and he was, you know, uh, listing all the borders and so on. And Putin just uh, stopped in and say, "No, Russia doesn't end anywhere." So uh, uh, this is like uh, this is bringing shivers uh, on my skin. And um, what I want to what I want to say is that. Uh, um, yeah. I shouldn't say this as as uh, like you know using the occasion, but uh, in my opinion, because I'm here from Poland, uh, uh, my family, uh, my my grandfather has lived through some concentration camps, and I know what the, you know. I know I've got walls full of pictures of of, of my uh, you know ancestors fighting. Uh, for the for the liberty of our country, and I know that if we ha- if if we continue thinking for Putin and you know give him giving ground, then we'll end up with problems that we have that we faced before. The, the only thing is to uh, I think to allow Putin or allow Russians to the civilized world when we um, when we allow him to do to come to the civilized world. I mean he has to be. Pushed back very strongly, and uh, that's and and I, I don't think there is. A, we have to be hard. We've been soft before, and now we have our asses banged very hard. So this is my point. Couldn't agree with you more. And uh, I'm I'm very glad my uh, Russian literature teacher was Romanian instead of uh, Russian, because you know I think you guys have a very keen understanding of this whole situation. And that it runs a lot deeper than just uh, communism and the end of communism. This is a much, much bigger imperial project that's gone on much longer. If we don't put a stop to it now, uh, it's it's going to ruin a lot more lives. Uh, so th- thanks for your uh, words. Uh, Nina, go ahead. Sorry, we lost you. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Let's hope I... Can you hear me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so I was listening to this discussion here and... Uh, a little bit of my blood pressure went up, but I'm trying to keep myself so that I, I can uh, speak. Uh, first of all, uh, what Putin and Russia has done in Ukraine, uh, raping children, uh, men, women, uh, killing, torturing, looting, uh, abducting uh, children and uh, 390,000 uh children to Russia, over 3 million people to Ukrainians to Russia uh, by force. Uh, I just asked for, sorry, I was going to swear, uh, uh, give Putin an off-ramp for this. Uh, I I just want to remind you what happened after Hitler uh, died, uh, after the Holocaust. Uh, uh, Germany redeemed itself, and that was the only way it could actually start rebuilding as a normal uh, democratic country. That has never happened in uh, Russia. It has been going on for 500 years. Uh, This will not take one, two or three generations before this will end in 
Russia. The only way uh, the Russia Russia can ever uh, come back to the Western world in any form or whatever uh, is that they will redeem and admit their everything what they have done and start building on that and stop the lying and uh, uh, like uh, uh, kleptocracy and uh, 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 corruption and everything. Uh, this will not end, even if Putin would die now, this will not end. There are Siloviks, there are his KGB agents who are continuing on this path if Russia is not defeated. And Russia has to be put on knees. Uh, there is no other way, no fucking way that, sorry, that uh, offering for Putin. Uh, I am not Ukrainian, but I Ukrainian because also you, the Ukrainians are fighting for uh, not only for themselves they are fighting for Europe democracy free world uh, and we are here uh, with Russia behind us with 1,300 kilometers no fucking way that giving Putin any kind of off-ramp he has to be put on his knees the whole Russia has to collapse sorry thank you Thank you, Nina. And I, I would remind our listeners uh, or uh, our, our speakers that uh, I, I do believe the Walter Report does play on like a, a radio station in Montana. So there is like an old woman in a car going through her, her radio station. What's, what's this about? So just just uh, keep that in mind. Ex- uh, excuse my French. Oh, yeah. No, no worries. I mean, it happens, right? It's, it's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll go to uh, Sojo and then Linda. Sojo, go ahead. Thank you, Joseph. And and you are doing an incredible job. Um, and possibly you have been dumb all along. <laughs> anyway, um, to, to Nina's point, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was like a denazification process, right? Um, after the Second World War in, in, in Germany. Um, you know, the people were people were marched through concentration camps and shown, you know, this is this is this has been your reality. Uh, for several years and uh, people had to face up to the truth and it didn't happen overnight of course but there was a denazification process Um, uh, Germany was utterly defeated prior to this this is also important and um, you know uh, the same sort of thing is going to have to happen if if Russia is is to to one day become some kind of um, forward-thinking, free society, like most of us are used to um, in the de- democratic world, there will have to be a, a de russification process, you know, of some sort. And firstly, an utter uh, and complete defeat. Yeah, I think it starts with military defeat. And then, uh, yeah, I think, you know, other other colonial empires have had sort of an academic deconstruction of you know, brutality and oppression and systems of violence that created them. Uh, The Russian Empire sort of has with Sovietology, but it's not really, it's not complete. It's not, it doesn't go down to the cultural level where this needs to go to explain, uh, you know, what's happening in Ukraine, basically. Uh, But yeah, I'll leave it there. Uh, We'll go to Linda, and then we'll go to Nina. Uh, Linda, go ahead. Hi, thanks. Um, I just want to emphasize what Nina just said and with Sojo, what Sojo just followed up with. 
I could not agree more. And uh, the essence of uh, what was just said needs to be screamed from the rooftops. So thank you. And yes, I agree. And, and uh, you're doing an excellent job as a moderator. <laughs> so yay you. <laughs> oh, shucks. Thanks, you guys. Uh, we'll go to Nina next. Go ahead, Nina. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> uh, I have known, I have read about Russian history before, but never as much as I have done during this war. And uh, read about a lot of articles about, uh, the, like, about Russian uh, mentality and uh, uh, and it's so rooted, deeply rooted, that um, because if you if the, if it starts from the education and from the family that you are lied to and and it's like a normal thing that you lie about everything and anything uh, if you grow up like that uh, it, it's not going to change without some really big disaster uh, and i see that uh, Actually, you know, uh, if there is a really big disaster, there is a huge chance to make something new and something good. And but this is, uh, I can't see this happening like uh, in the near future because it's it's so deep in the Russian mentality and Russian culture. Uh, they are. Uh, we have seen what they do to the Ukrainians, the soldiers. Uh, they are living. Uh, most of the people are living in a really poor conditions. They never saw a, a, a toilet before, and they write on the walls that how dare you live a better life than we do. There is so much hate. There is so much resentment. Uh, and where does it all come from? It comes from that the people are uh, not taken care of as they should have. Uh, Putin has uh, built his empire for himself and and his people uh, he's uh, not for his people but he's uh, like sir, who he has surrounded himself with and uh, stolen all the money from the people and they they are uh, living in horrible conditions and they are uh, even um, the domestic violence uh, laws has they don't they have like a, it's allowed to have dom domestic violence this is allowed. This is like a, by the law allowed. So what 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 can you make of this? Thank you. And they are putting their children, nine year old boys, into the army already. Thank you. It didn't start with Putin though, did it, Nina? As we all know, it's uh, no, been going on no, yeah no. for several centuries. Yes, yes exactly. No offer. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a big topic. Uh, sort of historical. Uh, I don't know historical patriarchy and uh, misogyny of uh, Russian society have, you know, ca caused a lot of suffering. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, I don't want to say move on to a different topic, but uh, you know, I think we've kind of, uh, we've, we've made, made our point on this. Uh, so if anyone else wants to come up, uh, you know, we've, we've got uh, our, our regular speakers here, but it'd be nice to get some new speakers up, uh, maybe have some new topics. Uh, Luca's asleep, so uh, someone could wake Luca up. Maybe you can talk to us about like the AI robot dog sniffing for mines in Ukraine or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll uh, leave it to hands. Uh, Nina, uh, do you have something you want to say? Go ahead. Uh, Slava has had his hand up for quite some time. 
I believe Slava is eating, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Slava no, eat no, no, his I'm, meal. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, to would like to extend uh, what Nina said. Are Are you eating pelmeni, Slava? What are you, what are you eating? Yet I'm uh, eating. Uh, let's say how to say, Recha Nakasha. It's like um, some grains. Grains. I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's like a normal uh, food. I don't know how to translate it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You said you're gonna. You had something to, to add to Nina's. Uh, yes. Statement. Yes. Uh, on the topic of the education. <clears throat> so, also want to extend. Uh, to m- make some great picture in your mind uh, about education of the Russians. So uh, when the war started, let's say before the war in Ukraine started, uh, in Ukraine it's like a peaceful, no one's really thinking about what happened in the Russia. I'm, I'm totally was focused on the West, uh, meaning uh, United States, uh, uh, Europe. Um, for me, it's like uh, no interest what happened in the Russia. So uh, when the war started, uh, ah, just about me, I have regular uh, high, regular Ukrainian high education, so not like a British education, Western education. I don't have it, like a regular education. And I thought that in the Russia, they also had an education. So it's education that's really important, how this people uh, raised, how they, what they know when they are raising. And so war, what war started, uh, Ukrainians, uh, special forces started to intercept uh, uh, calls from the Russians uh, soldiers to the home uh, when they called to the families. And in Ukraine, we are totally shocked. Absolutely. First month, we are absolutely shocked how they speak. They speak in swearing. It's like a... <clears throat> Every other word is swearing, meaning uh, like for you, it's bad words, like uh, bad words. I don't want to mention here, but it's like every word you understand what I'm saying. And we thought, let's say, maybe they they have bad education, maybe some poor, poor uh, sides of the Russian. But why I understand now, it's not about education, but this is a... They are, are they are environment. They not it's not even swear words, but this is a way of talking. They swear and other other words, normal words, is just uh, completing the sentence. It's like a swearing for the, for the majority of these Russians. It's like a natural language swearing. And what was we are shocked that this is swearing using to everyone. To kids, to parents, to grandparents, every way. So uh, we are totally understood who we're dealing with, with what orcs, because they absolutely have no regards to the uh, younger, to the uh, older people's total disregard. So I just wanted to add this uh, picture, let's say. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in my experience, you know, uh, uh... A few a few years of Russian, you know, translating Russian, you just you just leave out all the swears. Like that's just one. It's just more convenient and simple to just leave them out. Uh, so real quick, because uh, I called Luca out, I didn't mean to. I thought he genuinely was asleep. I'm going to let him go ahead because he uh, he might have had uh, something to say. But Imperius, did you you just wanted to jump in on that real quick? Did you have something? Uh, to yeah, I was I was just going to add that uh, in in all my uh, sort of linguistic studies of swearing. 
Russian is the only language that has managed to turn pancake into a slur. That's right. Yeah. So bleat, right, is the Russian for. Uh, no, that's uh, blin. Is yeah. Yeah, blin is like pancake. So it's like uh, damn and darn or something like that. They say blin is like. A, uh, okay, Luca, go ahead. Well, no, I mean you got it. You you got it right. I did fall asleep. Yeah. So. All right, go back to bed, Lucas. It's been. Great no, no, I have to just catch up with the conversation. <laughs> then I'll say something. No, now I'm listening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to Nina then. Nina, go ahead. Actually, actually, I will have Esperanza go. I think Esperanza hasn't said anything on this topic, so go ahead, Esperanza. Then we'll have Nina go. I just wanted to switch a topic. <laughs> Is it okay? Right? We'll have we'll have Nina finish up the topic, then we'll have Esperanza go. Sorry. Uh, actually, I was going to change the topic because uh, <laughs> okay. is, because you know this is not not like a, a, a constructive. This is not going to help at all. But anyway, I just wanted to tell my uh, how I feel and think about it. And my actually, uh, who, who was Esper- Esperanza? Uh, can I Esperanza just uh, quickly ask a question here, or do you want to continue with this uh, topic? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, you know that uh, that was the big NATO uh, meeting and uh, where there were all the big guys and uh, Erdogan accepted to accepted Finland and Sweden <clears throat> uh, to join NATO uh, with uh, some uh, like uh, that we need to agree about some issues that there are in his point of view regarding like ter- certain Kurdish terrorists in, in Finland and Sweden. And, uh, and everybody, everybody was clapping his uh, like back and yeah, great Erdogan, you did it. And, and then the next day I read on the news, I think it was just a couple of days ago, that uh, n- now he is like uh, going to make it really hard to that uh, he will twist and turn all the everything what was written on the paper he uh, interpreted in his completely own way so uh, i'm yeah uh, we will see what will happen and if i believe axel uh, who usually supports me when i start feeling worried about this he, he just says that uh, yeah if, if uh, certain countries leaders put their foot down uh, erdogan will uh, be put put like into place but uh, let's see he he said that he will ma- he will make it difficult he, that he, he said it yeah thank you sure yeah, and we, we absolutely of course we would love to have you guys in nato and uh, we hope we hope you guys get in as soon as possible and we hope that turkey stops uh stops screwing around uh, of course uh, esperanza go ahead sorry we lost esperanza there i'm getting back 